don't do that. You're afraid of rats? You're not going to be by the end of it. Or you're super (laughs) gonna, Yeah. Or you're going to be much more so. It's a 50-50 chance, but it's a 100% chance you'll always be scared of them if you don't at least try something. So it's either 100% or 50%. That's simple math. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Center around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Well, we just finished up a three-week month where we, uh, well, let's be honest, we we kind of phoned it in and just watched the Blade movies again. I'm never <laughs> mad about it. But it was fun for us, but it is time to get back to our sort of jobs and do a real month. Uh, but we don't want to change things up two months. It's the spooky season. So how about a Monster Mash? Movies about uh, any of the classic monsters, not just Blade and his vampire fans. <laughs> We're only saying that because the new Blade isn't out yet, or else we would have turned it into that, too. Oh, no. It's true. Case, you are kicking us off for the Monster Mash. Uh, So what graveyard smash did you bring for us this week? Oh, man. (laughs) So this was recommended to me by one of my favorite people and our newest Patreon. Pew, 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 pew. Ashley, you know her. You love her. And if you don't, you fucking will. 1992's Split Second starring Rutger Hauer, (laughs) who looks kind of like Anthony Hopkins and Giles from Buffy. Um, Also an Anthony. Anthony Yeah, a little bit. A little Uh, bit. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is over the top, and I fucking love it. Casey, before we talk about Split Second, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You are showering behind a psycho-style bath curtain when you notice something creeping up on you. In the 10 seconds before you find out if it's Rutger Hauer or the monster, sell us on this movie. My aggressive anxiety incarnate runs around a wet London hunting Radis Maximus while it gnaws out the heart of unsuspecting locals. Seven seconds. (laughs) I... Why is this the first time... (laughs) in like six months that you have just given a relatively straightforward description of the plot. (laughs) I know, right? I always give a description of the plot. Sure, but not a relatively straightforward. Somewhere in there. I was actually train wrecked by the fact that I don't know how that was so level and measured. (laughs) I'm not used to that. I'm used to a really wild angle into the movie. And that was, this movie uh, didn't piss me right. off. It was there's... easy to watch. It wasn't, you, you know what I mean? Like there's some movies All right. Right, where right. I get mad. Like this is a calming movie for me. This is, this is therapeutic for me. Let's let the audience decide and go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. 1992's vision of 2008 is one of devastating climate change. Man, 30 years ago it was fucking wild. Okay. Anyway, Climate change melted the polar ice caps and flooded most of the earth. In London, which is now underwater, that makes driving Jeep Wranglers just look extra fucking cool. You know, lifted with 33-inch tires, splashing the water as you cruise about. 
So they have yay yay trucks in England. That is good to know. <laughs> I mean, I know those weren't trucks, but I'm just saying, like, do they have Union Jacks on the back and be like, France really won? Honestly, they can't have many of them. They gotta be in trouble in a major flooding situation. <laughs> Capping all of this off, the main plot is a lone wolf plays by his own rules detective who's got a chip on his shoulder because of a dead partner and probably a few more stereotype bad cop tropes. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, he also gets a nerdy new partner to fight a strange crossover of Venom and a Xenomorph. This time they went for one that's so poorly designed it's somehow creepier. No, I'm not. Alien fucked me up and Rutger Hauer is an uncomfortable <laughs> man. So I love him so much. <laughs> me too. I love but him I get so it. much. I, get I it. wish he was like my uncle. I he is the uncanny valley to me. You were too good <laughs> in Blade Runner. So now you represent a yeah. primordial yeah. fear. I'm Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he actually is the that's a fair statement. I don't get it, but we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. So Detective Stone, played by the scene-chewing Rutger Hauer, doesn't really know the killer's a monster, despite the fact that he keeps finding human bodies that have just been shredded, chest bones all. <laughs> like the heart got eaten, and he's still like, mm, this is a fucked up dude. Yeah, it's the kind of shit we use like saws and fucking crowbars to get at, at real humans, and this shit is just tore open. I don't know. The, the the best part is the teeth, the <laughs> dental recreation they made from the bite out of someone's like, so we still think this is human <laughs> or maybe the biggest fucking dog you've ever met. <laughs> anyway, Stone's partner even gets killed by getting sucked underwater. So it's like a xenomorph Aquaman or something. I don't know. Oh, and, and rats. So many rats. No, yeah, Dave, we're, we're with you. But first, the plot. So no, the Stone rats. Gets, no, the plot. So Stone gets force assigned a partner. Stone's, you know, gruff. He has street smarts. But Durkin, his new partner, is an Oxford-educated psychologist. Dick Durkin, put some respect on it. She plays piano. He plays guitar. Will Durkin ever seem to worry about Stone's obsession with the killer? No. Not at all. Instead, Durkin ends up having an encounter with the monster and goes peak American. Like, blow that motherfucker up with firepower. I was so proud of him. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, okay. To be fair, if there was a time for the Second Amendment. Sure, we get it. Yeah. We get it, Dave. No, I totally 100%. get it. I get it. But it plays out like this. The killer that Stone is obsessed with has this weird <laughs> pattern. I'm sorry, I just saw a redneck in my head screaming, Who needs an AR to hunt now? <laughs> when the shit hits the fan, we're all American if you have a gun in your hand. <laughs> the killer that Stone is obsessed with has a weird pattern related to the lunar cycle. The killer is kind of like Jack the Ripper, and then he takes an organ. Not like old Jackie in the tear open of your chest like a fucking pistachio sense. Okay, but like... Do you really want to see a fake xenomorph fist someone's uterus out? Because that's what Jack the Ripper did. <laughs> no. Just no, the whole pelvic no. block out. No. Okay. The other weird thing is that Stone complains that he can hear the heartbeat of the killer when he's near. And Durkin, again, re recall that Durkin is the Oxford-trained psychologist, Oxford-trained psychologist. He just fucking buys this the second that he hears it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that seems normal. Psychic no, connection to the killer? Yeah. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but I am good at ignoring my body's cries for help. <laughs> and the fact that he only consumes shit tons of sweet coffee, cigarellos, and chocolate, it's a fucking heart murmur, I, my guy. <laughs> That's your own heart right, trying right. to explode you. out of right. your body. You don't. You don't live like that and not learn to understand <laughs> the self-inflicted ones. Yeah, when I was in my vodka monster daily situation, I could also hear the killer's heartbeat. <laughs> but it was my own, and I was killing myself slowly. I knew. I had an agreement. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. All right. Da, da, well, I, I guess there's at least one difference, mad. Casey, between you and Rutger Hauer and the killer. It's that the killer also has... Uh, DNA, which is, I guess, normal. Most things have DNA, except for his DNA is multiple DNAs, including rat DNA and multiple humans. So science is like, uh, what the fuck, mate? Yeah, what the fuck, mate? Uh, Okay, so question. Could he turn into a small rat? Is that how he, like, disappeared? Or was he always big? What was the implication? Uh, Yes. Maybe he ate a rat once, and now that yeah. lives inside of him. So, so I, I take it that it's whatever it eats, it absorbs, and it ate rats is my assumption. Okay, that's my head cannon. But it liked to hang out and it liked to do hood rat shit, like hang yeah. out in sewers, yeah, and come out in high tide when the rats were coming out. So, like, yeah, did it also take on the personality traits of all the people it had eaten? I don't was know. It sometimes, but- like. I'm moody. Mercury's in retrograde, and I'm pissed off. Let's go shopping, girl. Dave, Dave, would it, would you have felt better about it if it did the pizza rat and it was dragging a slice of pizza down, or would you just be imagine coming home to your steps and that's on there dragging a slice of pizza down? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> He's all fucking not. drunk. Absolutely not. I have a. <laughs> I have a half inch wide spider living in the frame around my door, and I struggle to pass through the entryway on some days. <laughs> Stone's a classy man who decides to romance up his ex partner's wit- widow. Is he? Yeah, really? you know, that's a perfect romantic target. The killer She's tears the heart. Yeah. <laughs> the killer, the killer tears the heart from Stone's neighbor and bites the widow. Just bites her on the shoulder, which means she also now has a psychic connection to the monster, just like Stone has. After all of this goes down, Stone and Durkin get armed to the gills and chase the monster down into subway tunnels, which are shut down and, and right because they're flooded and gross. <clears throat> so it's called the they tube. Up, so they find Stone's romantic interest hanging from the rafters over a pool of water. A stagnant, I assume, disgusting, filthy, fucking underwater subway water. And they rescue her just as the monster arrives. It's a vicious Oh, he was waiting for him. Yeah, right. Sure. Just as it pops out. Whatever. However you want to describe it. It's a vicious fight. But in the end, Stone finishes him by tearing his heart out Kano style. Yeah, okay. That was pretty cool. Right? It was a strange change of pace. And I don't know how he did it. But it was cool. Well, uh, Durkin had shot the chest up, so it just blew it open. He could just reach in and... Gross, though. Why didn't he just shoot him in the heart now that it was open, (laughs) close range? He had that fucking hand cannon of a gun. 
Can I be honest with you? You know what I really wanted? I wanted the Dracula dead and loving it where he had the heart, pulled the heart out in his hand and it was still beating and then he sticks a pencil in it. It <laughs> <laughs> um, would have also been acceptable. Right? I would, I would love if the movie was just like 10 minutes longer and shows Rutger Hauer going to the love interest like, oh, okay, let's make out. And she's just like, dude. You're still holding it. Like you're, you're, you're <laughs> you covered are in, covered in actual poo poo water. You're covered in so you you the decisions you've made. I need some time. You need a okay. Turkish bathhouse. <laughs> time out. I that's the first thing I need to talk about because especially even <laughs> rewatching this. Yeah. Okay, so we will go through the whole ass movie, but this just hurt my soul. Will and we? Kim Cattrall must have needed money. So <laughs> in the ending scene when they're in the subway and they're fighting the monster and the monster has grabbed the monster has grabbed Rucker Howard and is like all like sloth touching his face. Kind of like a 90s R&B video. Mm-hmm. Kind of sexual. But he ends up escaping. Sexual. Dick Durkin shoots the monster in the chest. Throws a grenade in there. Everybody jumps off the train. The monster stays in. And as it blows up, Rucker Hauer rolls on top of Kim Cattrall and is like, oh, let me protect you from this blast. And we're making them now. What the fuck? Like, if we're having a car accident, do not stick your fucking tongue down my throat right after the airbags deploy. Like, that is a not sexy time. It. Yeah, it's a really weird change of pace because for the first like so the, strange. this movie's an hour and a half long, two hours. If like me, you got bored and you had to pause and watch some Kung Fu to get your energy levels back up. And <laughs> hour and a half long. The first like hour and 15 minutes are paced like well, like like Alien or a horror film. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is them being stalked by this creature that is clearly well beyond them. And then the last 15 minutes are just fucking die hard, man. Yeah. And not even die hard yes. one. Like die hard. We're like die hard five here. We're not going <laughs> to take it. <laughs> Serious. Everybody busts out miniguns. They've all got one liners. They're making out while the creature's exploding behind yeah. them. It's such right. a strange change of pace from a movie that like. 20 minutes ago still hadn't shown me its fucking monster. <laughs> also, I need to take into account there are people who get fear horny. What? And that's fine. All right. That I don't. That sounds I don't. actually My terrible. body's reaction is like, are we going to die? Maybe now we should poop. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, want to take look, a minute to poop? <laughs> I'm not saying that Rutger Hauer is an unattractive man. I'm saying as portrayed in this film, would you ever be horny for a man no. that you knew personally had consumed six packs of cigarettes and 12 pots of coffee today? Okay, let's talk about Do you Rutger want that Hauer. tongue in your mouth? No, no, okay. <laughs> I'd make him wear a mask to ride in the same train car. I know, right? Yeah, no, I get on a different car when I see him in that in that cruster just killing oh. the cigarellos. So, yeah, he hardly showers. I doubt his fucking clothes are clean. When him and his partner are at the station and they're getting ready, Rucker Hauer is brushing his teeth in the center console thing, sets his coffee on top of it, spits, has, like, clearly 
toothpaste. just dry mouth brushed his teeth. <laughs> this is one take, by the way. Takes some coffee into his mouth, swishes it around, and spits it out. And you can tell by the color of the liquid. He really did that shit yeah, with coffee yeah. and toothpaste. And he is an actor. <laughs> he was just like, oh, God, wow. no. And then I believe he starts smoking a cigarette. I don't know. He smokes so much in this movie. I just assume he is in every single scene. Not only do, not only am I pretty sure he lights up a cigarette in that scene, I'm pretty sure he ashed a cigarette into that coffee cup before swishing with it. No, no, no. There's a different scene in which he throws a cigarette butt into a fucking coffee cup and then later comes back and takes a drink out of it. Okay. (laughs) I'm more horrified of Rutger Hauer's oral health than I am the monster of this film. I have all the same addictions as his character does, and I need to go to CVS right now to get the patch. This might have been my scared straight. This is your rock bottom? (laughs) My God, that was me at 23. What am I doing with my life? He kills this role, though. He does. Wow. He chews through every scene. He takes everything so Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, even when he's talking about the psychic heartbeat or he is dealing with this monster and these people that, that don't believe him, he takes it very seriously. And there's even a, a scene in which one of his co-actors is fucking laughing and they keep the cut in because how serious and good Rutger Hauer is in it. Was it it's, the part when he goes, oh, what else do you have, a hand grenade? And Rutger Hauer goes, oh, I couldn't get a permit. Yeah, yeah. And the boss yells, this isn't a fucking joke. Because, right. Yeah, I love that because it was a genuine, you could tell that the uh, what Dick Durkin really so, enjoyed the fucking line. So apparently Rucker Howard, when he read the script, just really wanted this. He was super excited to do this movie. He was jazzed about it. And it comes through, like, his excitement comes through. He loves what he's Very doing in this. Very charismatic. I don't understand why he loved this <laughs> script i i'm not right. i'm not just disparag- i'm not disparaging his performance it was a lot of fun it's just that this movie felt like a great idea that had like maybe 20 minutes of actual movie behind it right so yeah. like what did he read in the script that he was like boy man do i want to do this yeah dave i think i think you're right there is about 20 minutes of actual movie in this because most of it is working through a series of horror tropes just to establish a horror Horror. element. Right. Horroring. But it doesn't really come off. Like, okay, there's a little bit of tension in the way that the monster stalks the characters and the way we never see the monster until the end. And I think that payoff works decently well. But none of it is actually scary. Yeah, I... Okay, the the monster itself is such a shameless ripoff of the alien xenomorph. Oh yeah, like yeah, it, we, it's just what if Jack the Ripper was a xenomorph? That's the right. movie. And clearly, they know that. Like, okay, we've all seen Alien. We know the horror movie rules that monsters are scarier when you don't get to see them, and the unknown is let people invent it in their own heads. But that only works if we're there to not see the monster. We can't keep showing up to places the monster used to be and expect me to be scared of it. And that's what the first 40 minutes of this movie. We don't see it because it's already gone. Sure. 
even when it attacks, like, so there's one scene where it attacks Rutger Hauer's romantic interest, and it comes up through the couch for some Her reason. Name's Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, yeah, right. But I was getting a very always sunny Frank yeah, in the couch right, feeling. Right. Yes, absolutely. I went there with it. <laughs> so it, you get these claws tearing through, but it, they're tearing through a cheap vinyl couch. It's not the most impressive thing. And at this point, we're closer to the diehard stage anyway. Yeah. She's got a big gun. Everybody's got a gun. By this point, the partner's been convinced that the alien Jack the Ripper's real. Um, so everybody's loading up with grenades and many guns. And we're we're definitely transitioning away from horror into one-liners now. Listen, he believes he's real, though, because the monster tied him up with his own necktie. I have feelings about this scene because right after that, we're shown or right before. I'm not sure. Right around that time, we are shown the, you know, long fake fingernails under the couch. Going to scratch Kim Cattrall in the coochie. Scary, scary. And like you've seen the hands on this creature. They're like knives. They're kind of like hooked like a fishing hook. Instead of fingernails, they fish hook inward. Like three inches long. Oh, they're longer than that. These are like foot long fingers. They're ridiculous because they cover Rutger Hauer's whole face later in the movie. Oh, yeah, they do. They're stupid. Okay. So you're telling me, and as someone who has had acrylic nails before, (laughs) someone with like... Two and a half foot long fingers with knifey daggers on the end of them can gently tie a man's tie. Like he hog ties the assistant Dick Durkin in the with back his of his own fucking Jeep with his own necktie and didn't cut the necktie. I mean, but he can shred pleather. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, wouldn't that be scarier? If yeah, actually, let, uh, you know, be. I can't open pop cans without a tool. I'm like a human crow. <laughs> what? If no, it was dexterous I'm... and gentle enough to to tie that knot with a necktie. OK, I'm going to be totally honest. The horror in this film is not the monster. It is oh, Rutger okay. Hauer's fucking apartment. Oh, it's disgusting. Yes, it's. It is felt like he's just like spitting, chewing tobacco wherever. It's just <laughs> ashy as fuck. There's just like cigarette ashtrays loaded to the max everywhere. Trash piled on everything. Tra- oh my god, I can smell his apartment. I've been in that apartment, and it's like one of those. I'm like, I don't care how free the weed is. I'm not coming in. Sorry, bye. But it's and also not a small apartment. No, it's a it's a big flat. Like it's got nice vaulted ceilings. He has a fucking Harley just chilling in his entryway. In the nice center open of it, design. Yeah, they turn it on at one point. They start the fucking Harley. Yeah, in the apartment. What I am upset about <laughs> is that Kim Cattrall just walks in there like, yeah, it's totally fine that there's like naked light bulbs hanging from the ceiling. Like this is the guy I definitely want to smush with. So if that's the living room, just in my experience of being in trap houses, I'm going to tell you the bathroom's worse. And she was like, I'm just going to take a shower. 
No, the fuck you're not. You're not going to go raw dog barefoot in that shower. How bad is this 2008? Well, yeah, the the world that we're shown here is a like semi post-apocalyptic London that's half underground. I kind of treated it in my head. I kind of treated the world like, uh, well, like Gotham in the Batman universe, like. Anybody yeah, you go home with, there's a 50% bathrooms. chance that it's an absolute nightmare. And if their bathroom's clean, there's like a 75% chance they're in the mob. So, you know, you you take what you can get when the world looks like that. So I'm just imagining, again, thinking about Rutger Hauer because I can't stop. All he does is when? smoke cigarellos, drink super jazzed up coffee. Oh, my God. That just he eats chocolate, which just triggered my memory. Another memory of this movie. Why was a why who what where when why and how does okay? There's a scene in his apartment when Kim Cattrall is in there, and he has a bunch of chocolates stuck to the outside of the refrigerator in a heart shape. So is there a magnets in those chocolates? B they're stuck with the heat. Or see something sticky? Question mark. Yeah, because it's a B and C combo. Pulls one off and is like, "Hmm, hmm, he's so funny, and then (laughs) eats it. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) I love that scene because of how I (laughs) hate it every time. Is she eating magnets or worse? Or worse. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as long you can eat one magnet, you just can't eat two. <laughs> One's fine. Two's a problem. Two's when you're going to get something pinched that shouldn't. Case, are we giving out uh, magnet dietary advice? Yeah, yeah. One's fine. <laughs> Make sure you ask your kid how many magnets they ate so you don't waste $40 going to urgent care. Uh <laughs> All right. I, I obviously Rucker Hauer and the monster are our you know our our main courses of this movie, so to speak. But we got to move on to some other topics. And holy shit, do I need to talk about his partner Durkin? Because Dick Durkin, I don't down on your mom. Uh, Big Dick Durkin, the most mm-hmm. confounding character to have entered shitty cinema in fucking months. What? Okay, so. He was assigned to Stone because Stone was, like, way too obsessed with finding his partner's killer. Hold on. Stone, he was assigned to Stone because Stone had just come off of leave due to having severe PTSD from watching his partner get murdered and being attacked by fake rubber alien. Right. So he needed a babysitter that could assess his psychology. He needed a... So he needed someone to watch over him that could assess his psychological state. Do do so do we do do the cops with PTSD get therapized on the job in the field? Because I have a suggestion if so. Don't. No. <laughs> just the just the main character ones. Yeah. And okay, if he's supposed to be there as like some sort of mental health expert, helping stone through his PTSD. He fucking sucks at his job yeah. because he proceeds to not do that and brag about how much he bangs his girlfriend every day. 
That that's that's most of his dialogue for the first like forty five minutes is just weird asides about all the sex he has. I I don't understand why that dialogue exists. Because he's because the nerdy they character. really want you to know that he's straight. <laughs> it's what? like they they're doing this like two cops who don't get along odd couple dynamic thing, but right. they're trying to have them both be alphas, I guess. And it doesn't work. No, it's just they didn't want to pay to have another woman in the movie, so they're like, oh, we'll just have an off-screen girlfriend. <laughs> I think part of that is that it's supposed to be Durkin responding in the sort of machismo way that he would expect Rucker Howard to, right? Uh, so to try and... Um, he's using psychology to try and uh, Meet him on surprise an even playing him and, field. Yeah, right? You know, psychological trick stuff, probably. Yeah, I kind of got right. that. Maybe I'm being right. a little generous. No fault of the actor, but I fucking hated him. I thought he was terrible. Uh, what? I, he was. They He's were just su- British. Don't be racist. No. Yeah, come on, Dave. Come on. No, it was because they were doing like an odd couple police dynamic, and then they just decided, eh, we're bored, and now they're both the same dude. It just didn't work for me. Wow. Fuck you. What about Pete Postwaite? Pete Postwaite was very aggressive in this oh. whole movie. He plays I, one of Rutger Hauer's associate, like one of his cop co-workers who yeah, fucking he gets, hates him. And Rutger Hauer, Rutger Hauer's just a dick to people for no reason and is a super dick to Pete. And I'm, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I love him because I've watched The Usual Suspects way more times than I want to admit out loud. <laughs> and he's fucking fantastic in that film. And I love that fucking, I love that movie. Go Get fucked. This movie, actually, I didn't even notice it until we started talking about it. But this movie has a lot of actors in it that I thought were really good actors. And I'm now realizing we're just in a lot of really good movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love Rutger Hauer, but I'm on reflection going, you know, I've never really watched much. I just I think I just love Blade Runner. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. What if? Hear me out. You okay. took that monster on Maury. You could make everyone pay child support. <laughs> yeah it's got that guy's dna and that guy's <laughs> dna and that guy's dna it was a hell of a party and now everybody owes me at least 30 bucks a month that's what so, i do if i was the monster come so, to collect wait, hang on so the monster is the the baby in this situation yeah like they're rucker they're, howard is the daddy <laughs> okay so the movie just Ends with Rutger Hauer getting ambushed in a Maury Povich studio. <laughs> He's running away, spilling his coffee. <laughs> like Maury Povich referring to him as Rutger Hauer, not his character name. Rutger right, Hauer, right, no, you no, no, are no. the father. And it abruptly shifts to mockumentary of just a camera crew chasing him as he dashes out of the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they cut to black. Or he shoves Maury against a wall because he did that to, like, four different people in this movie. His love language is shoving you against a wall and yelling at you. He does it to Pete Poss, wait, like, twice. 
<laughs> he does it to his partner a bunch. He did it to the nightclub guy, I think, too. I don't know. He did it basically to everybody but the fucking dog. I, Casey, you have a lot of questions about the monster, and neither I or this movie have any answers for it. No, no. I have every question about the monster. about the mythology of this film is explained other than it fucks up bodies. Um, But I have some bad news for the filmmakers of this. When it comes to gore, I have the constitution of an eight-year-old girl. I I simply cannot stomach it in any way, shape, or form. And the gore in this movie does nothing to me. (laughs) Yeah, same, Dave. Same. There is a point in the movie where the monster has carved the Scorpio symbol into Dick Jerkin's chest. Yeah. As a map of like. I swear to God, it's ketchup. Oh, man. Somebody doodled on him with a Heinz fucking. It's paint. It's fucking paint. It was a lot. Like okay, so it started with the first time they see that symbol, it's smeared on the ceiling of his downstairs neighbor who has been murdered in the bath. And he's looking at something, he's like, Oh my god, this is my partner's gun or I don't know, something he found something and blood starts dripping on it. And he looks up as he looks up, Rutger Howard opens his mouth fully and is like, What? <laughs> it's like absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've learned, like, don't have your mouth open while you're scrubbing the toilet. Don't You know what I mean? There's, like, certain <laughs> things of, like, has experience taught you nothing? Close your gaping maw, sir. What the... Ugh. Okay. Uh, okay. Do However, you think we've eradicated disease in 2008? Because I've got a special announcement for no, you. No, but Rutger Hauer smokes four packs a day and drinks eight pots of coffee he's eradicated any sensation of taste True. or smell he's like, maybe or the just, cancer will destroy yeah. the aids that just <laughs> drift into my mouth it's so aggressive it'll just want to kill anything alive yeah record oh, hour hasn't tasted anything in eight years in this film what do you think his character smells like uh, oh my stale, god! Stale, rotten cigarettes and yeah. despair. Old the B. answer was despair. Who was the the <laughs> Who was the Charlie Brown character with visible stink lines Linus? at all times? No, no. Pigpen. Stinkpot. Pigpen. Pig <laughs> <laughs> Linus, Pigpen. They're the same fucking character. No, Linus was the piano kid that the that other one had. Yeah, crush Linus on. had parents yeah. that loved him. Linus was cocked. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Linus might be a proud boy now. Ah! No, he just wanted to play the piano. Stop passing <laughs> these judgments <laughs> on a character who just yeah, wanted to play music. Yeah, but how much pussy do you think he was pulling down in college? Right. None. None. And he's mad about it. Because he's still attached to his blankie, and he still plays the fucking piano. <laughs> no, that's a different... You're mixing two different... I didn't even watch the fucking cartoon, Jay. Oh, fuck, I was forced to every Thanksgiving at school rather than being taught. We gotta move on. No, this is, no, I regret asking that question. Listen, I could talk about this movie all night, but my 18th pot of coffee just got done, and I've got to put out another cigarello inside of it. So Dave <laughs> from 1992 split second. Would you watch it again? Oh man. Can I Amazon one hour, a carton of cigarettes? 
You should be able to. If this was really a free country, you would. <laughs> well, DoorDash and pay an extra $40 on top of the retail I price for it. I need it now. Man, I, I don't want to disparage the choice for what we do here. Because holy shit is this perfect for shitty cinema. This is every bad B-movie, every earnest effort I have ever watched in my life. And I'm the person it was targeted at. There's, you know, it's a post-apocalypse here. We've got a lot of actors that I've seen before that I really enjoy. But on the whole, this movie felt like a really good idea that never really had a full movie behind it. And... Through no fault of its own, I ended up having to watch it about two and a half times, which was a lot. And I just can't see myself coming back to this again over choosing to watch anything else that's available to me. Like, I can go on Amazon Prime and just scroll through Rutger Hauer's. I'll I'll find another Rutger Hauer film. How about that? But no, I don't I don't think I'm going to watch Split Second again. I like the idea that they had here, but I don't think they had enough to actually make a movie about it. I don't know. Jay, how about you? Uh, Split Second starring Rutger Hauer and uh, Xenomorph Jack the Ripper. Would you watch it again? I don't normally get into horror. And Dave, I agree with what you said about gore. I'm not into gore. It just doesn't do it for me. There is something beautiful in the way how Split Second tries really hard in some ways to be a horror movie. And it fails so badly that it is a sort of weird joy. It comes off more adventurous. It does feel a little Mad Maxi. It has some absolutely cheesy moments. But dear, Rutger Hauer has so much fun. The actor that plays Dick Durgan has so much fun. I can't not enjoy it every time that I watch Split Second. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not a great film. It's not the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. It's probably the shittiest alien ripoff I've ever seen. But yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Absolutely. So Casey, what about you? You started the month off with this. It's up to you. 1992 Split Second. Would you watch it again? I'm appalled either one of you have anything negative to say about this film because this is a perfect B-movie. Fuck you. Rucker Hauer oozes charisma. He is electric in yeah. this movie. Yeah. He's believable. He looks like that weathered, gross hobo detective that just eats cigarettes and smokes chocolate and snorts gasoline. Like, he's going to get the job done and he's mean about it to everyone. You know why? Because I acted just like that when I lived off of coffee, cigarettes, and chocolate. (laughs) You're fucking high strung. You don't have time for empathy and tact. You're just a bitch all the time, and I get it. Um, I loved it. Toxic self-medication the movie. Yeah. No, like, I connected to this on so many levels that maybe I shouldn't have, but I'm not that person anymore, so I can, like, look back in in honest love and go, like, hey, girl, we got here. Um, So, yeah, fuck yeah, I would absolutely watch this yeah. movie again. I'm going to watch it again. It's free on Peacock, if you have Peacock. Um, it's also free on YouTube, because no one cares to defend the copyright. <laughs> 
hell yeah. And that's the verdict. Two out of three of us would watch this again. But it's up to you. Let us know. Would you watch? Have you watched Split Second? Ashley, I know you have because you turned me on to this movie. But are we the only four people in the universe? 1992, free on YouTube. You got to see it. Jay, let's see if you can round us out with a three out of three next week. What are you bringing? Well, I wanted to bring something a little bit more new. And this is from a director that has seen plenty of wear and tear on shitty cinema. I'm bringing 2020's Monster Hunter from Paul W. S. Anderson. Sorry, <laughs> oh, no. how do they know? Ron Perlman, oh, Tony no. Yao. I mean, this is some shit, right? Ooh, I'm Tony. so stoked Wait, for this. Have we watched this before? Not yet. No, this you will be our haven't. first time. I have. In the meantime, we'll just have to spruce up for Mila because it's always exciting to see her in a film on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. queen. Shitty queen, shitty queen. <laughs> Follow us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or just shittycinema.com. Check the show notes if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook. I don't know, maybe tie someone to a radiator, make them listen to us and love us. Uh, whatever, whatever you have. And now in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Light up a cigarello. Fuck it, let's just put it in a hot dog bun and eat it. No. Because that's how fucking cool we are. <laughs>